There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Without Tom Bernard, he's faking sick at home again. <laughs> I'm here with Doug Sprinthal. Bill Lund, Mike Bryant, Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, Andy Brampernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back after these messages. Did we want to do a live Bradshaw oh, spot? Yeah, yeah come on. Hey. No big baby. Spots. It's easy. Don't do live spots. Not happening. Mom can just sing the Bradshaw the and Bryant. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. So, Doug, would you like to sell some cars? No. <laughs> I want to promote something. So, okay. uh, I... I, I changed my email password uh, not my password that's still big butt daddy 66 i changed my email address about a year ago to just simply doug at walzer.com and i get a lot of emails from potential customers people that have problems want some advice so on and so forth this woman reached out to me a week ago who works at the uh, ramsey county correctional facility over just south of north of maplewood actually used oh, to live there your parole officer oh, yeah, his probation <laughs> officer. yeah i do have a great story about the correctional facility <laughs> but i, I won't do. tarnish this with that we can get to it as a, a little later in the show okay she has a uh, worker who had been a correctional officer for 18 years old has just been diagnosed with als it's really sad he was also a firefighter in egan and i think farmington family guy and they're going to have a benefit for him the first of December and I just wanted to take a little time out to pitch it 
if you want more details, just email me directly at Doug at Walzer.com, and I'll give you all the information. They've got a GoFundMe site set up and a PayPal, PayPal deal as well. Okay. Um, Eric Marks is the guy's name. I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a great guy. And that, that's a tough hop, that ALS. Yes. That really... Very hard. When I go, I want to have a mild heart attack and then a, a week later have a big one so I can say goodbye to everybody and then just boom, wow. this ALS deal, yeah. that's, that's hard, so... Anyway, that's okay. our spot. And if you want to buy a car, go to Walzer. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. See, Mike, it's spot? not that hard. No, it was just, pretty long, though. <laughs> oh. I was chiming Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells me anything. <laughs> so can I tell my story? Story. About the correctional facility? As soon as I say we're back with the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> okay. Doug Sprinthal wants to hog the entire hour no, with his horrible you, stories. So, yeah. No, this one is, well, this is horrible and funny at the same time. So, oh, the best kind of stories. I was playing in a uh, cover, rock cover band in the 90s, and we, for some reason, we played in East St. Paul all the time. And this one place was just a dump. It was called Pebbles. It's not there anymore. And one night, this woman comes up, and she's hammered. She goes, my uncle's funeral, we want, we'll pay you guys $1,000 to play one song. And we're like, oh, God. Really? What's the song? Freebird. Oh, God. So, really? Oh, my God. We start asking. Of course, we never did it. But we start asking her the question about, well, what happened to your uncle? His son was in the St. Paul Correctional Facility. Uh, it's a workhouse. You know, sure. these aren't hardened criminals. The uncle died freezing to death, smuggling cigarettes in, and got stuck under the fence. Oh, in my the God. Winter and, <laughs> which is... I don't know. It is sad. Well, but it's, kind of, it's a little geez. funny. <laughs> in, a sick, in a sick way. How many people die breaking into the workout? No. Yeah, that's it's what's just, so funny. Yeah. And I just, I never met the rest of the family, but they were like the niece. I was like, oh, Lord. And you never played Freebird? <laughs> well, we actually did play it, but we weren't in, I don't think the invitation was real. It was a whiskey invite. Uh -huh. <laughs> Those are. Those will happen. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Especially at Pebbles on uh, East 7th Street in St. Paul. All right. Well, we've got a guest in studio, Bill Lund, who apparently wrote a book. Did yeah, you write a book? I did write a book. Hi. It's uh, as Veterans Day approaches. Yes. Um, it's about a young man. True story about a young man from Minnesota. His name is Ben Cop. Uh, he grew up um, in the '90s and then graduated from Oshawa High School in 2006. He was uh, an Army Ranger on uh, on September 11th. At the age of 13, he declared, "I'm going to become an Army Ranger." I'm going to join the army, and I'm going to kill Osama bin Laden myself. Wow! And he did two of those three things, and one of and and he was on missions where they were actually trying to do that. Wow! Oh, so here's a young kid from Minnesota. So on his third deployment, he was mortally wounded in Afghanistan during a huge battle in Helmand Province. Um, he made it uh, out on life support, but eight days later, he was uh, brain dead at Walter Reed in, in oh, uh, Washington, D.C. Absolutely. But by his own wishes in his blue book, kind of a, his, his last wishes that all, all combat people have to go have to fill out, he said uh, that he wanted to donate his organs. And he wrote in his own language mm. when they, the Army asks, which organs do you want to donate? He says, any that are needed. So... Many of his organs went to people in the Washington, D.C. area, but his uh, heart was put on a jet, flown to Chicago, and was implanted into a 57-year-old woman in Chicago. Uh, months later, Ben's mom, Jill Stevenson, who grew up, by the way, right here in St. Louis Park, Jill meets the heart recipient, Judy Meikle, and gets to feel her own son's oh, heart beating in another oh person. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. 
really amazing, incredible story of a young yeah. man here who gave Very his life for his country. Very exceptional person. Yeah. How did you get involved in this? You know, as a news person back at uh, Channel 5, uh, around the time when Ben was killed, um, I just I covered a story, and we actually flew Jill down to uh, Chicago to meet with Judy oh, okay. and had a little reunion where she felt her heart, and I got to feel Ben's heart beating inside Judy. And, um, you know, people would ask me over the years, what's the most compelling story you'd ever done as a news reporter? And I said this story about this Army Ranger who died at 21 years old. By the way, only child of a single mom. And uh, um, it just stuck with me. And then my son joined the Army, and he was going through Fort Benning, the same place Ben trained. Mm. And I was flying down there, and I just thought to myself, you know, I'd like... I'd always thought as an English major I was going to write a book, but I had this great American novel thing, and... 25, 30 years after graduating college, there's just nothing coming out. But right. I finally said, I'm a journalist. I can do this. Sure. And so I approached Jill, and we had lunch in downtown Minneapolis. I said, I'd like to write a book about your son. And she said, I've been praying for six months that somebody would approach me with this idea. Wow. So it worked out. The book has uh, done really well, and uh, it's been out for about a year now. And so it's been been great. This story is way better than dying breaking into the world. Yes. <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah. Ben was such a rascal. <laughs> he was such a rascal growing up that there's a lot of stories. They steal golf carts at a uh, at a golf course in Hastings oh, rolling, in the middle of the rolling, night. Hi, rolling hills, rolling greens. He's not greens, the one probably. that like, messed up the greens, is he? Oh, <laughs> he might. I, I, uh, you know That's what? a pretty well-known I'm, story. I'm going to plead the fifth. It was about 2005, 2006. Yeah, so I think that's, that's, yeah. he's the guy. I, I am going to plead. The, I am, actually, wow. there's one of the kids who's still alive who served in the Army who was a part of that. And oh. he's like, no, they're going to arrest us. You can't put that in the book. I'm like, no, no, I'm putting that in the book. I think the statute of limitations oh. is inspired. Yeah, when exactly. Right. I, I, I think you kind of have to be a bit of a rascal type personality to have that those kind of aspirations yeah. at that age. I think yeah. you're so I mean, right about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, if you're quiet and meek, you're going to be a sniper, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't you're know. Not I, meek. I, he definitely, say, he definitely liked living life on the edge for <laughs> sure. No, no doubt. How did it feel to have the mom say Maybe. that she prayed prayed for someone to do this? And then show up. Yeah. Was that weird? It, probably the only time in my life that I've been the answer to anybody's prayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell us more about but, that. But, <laughs> but seriously, no, it really felt great. And Good. I felt like, you know, it took a year and a half to write it, just to write it itself, let alone getting published. And I had no idea what in the world I was doing in terms of that. By the way, my book... 2,000 copies. My warehouse is right behind us here at Itasca Books, which is literally oh, okay, right yeah, across the yeah, street yeah. from oh, here. Fine. So um, it, 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 was, it was an overwhelming responsibility in that I had to get it done. I had to get it done right. And the Army Ranger world, let alone the military world, but the Army Ranger world, their special operators, are so specific about every little thing. If there was one detail in here that was wrong, it would like ruin the credibility of the whole book. So I felt a lot of pressure oh, wow. to get everything right. And I actually had a few Army Rangers read the whole thing in advance of actually publishing it just to make sure there were no mistakes. And they did give me a bunch of corrections. So I did feel a lot of pressure doing it. But Did she read it before you published Oh, absolutely. It? Okay. She partnered with me and, and helped me find I get access to a lot of people that I otherwise wouldn't. Uh, you know, what's incredible about her is, you know, I, I set out to write like American Sniper or some cool military book. And it's every bit a woman's book as it is a book for a man in that she's on the first page, she's on the last. He's shot halfway through the book. Mm. So the last half really is about how this mom deals oh, with her son's death with oh. incredible grace, incredible push. She's a remarkable gold star mom. And, uh, you know, how she deals with it. Um, you, and, yeah. You had a lot of, you must have heard a lot of stories because you did a lot of uh, 
coverage of military activity, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, I covered this for Channel 5 for nine years. I've deployed with the Red Bulls, oh, wow. uh, or embedded, I should say, with the Red Bulls. What does that mean? It means you have to, uh, when they trained in the Mojave Desert back in the summer of 2015, we, I had this vision of a beautiful hotel room on the base and cold beers at night and steaks. And the guy who ran the base said, I, that base is the size of the state of Rhode Island. It's Fort Irwin, California, oh. National Training Center. Jeez. And they said, I, I, I was like, okay, well, we'll have beers at night and all that will be great. And he said, no, you don't understand. I don't have the resources to come out into the desert, get you, and bring you back every night. You're just going to have to embed with the Minnesota National Guard out there. So for three nights, we... Stayed out in the desert. Well, I thought, okay, it'll be like mash. You know, there'll yeah. be like tents a and nice cots. Tent, it'll be a cook. Oh yeah, martinis. <laughs> it'll be martinis. It'll be Hawkeye. He'll he'll have booze for us out there. No, we slept on the ground on the rocks, oh. and there's scorpions and all kinds of stuff like that in our sleeping bags. It was really Fun. crazy. But it, not to complain about me. Those yeah. guys who serve for our state, for the Minnesota National Guard, they were there for three weeks. After three days, I'd had enough. Three I was like, weeks. Get me out of here. There was With sand scorpions. up my nose. <laughs> yeah. No. No, they, they, they are the ones who deserve credit because they're the ones that do remarkable work. I just went for three days and said, okay, get me out of here. Was there a new governor out there when you were there? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, just curious, because that was about the time I think that he retired, wasn't it? Oh five or oh six. Are you talking no, about? Was, I was there. In he was there. He was oh, there. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there I, miss, yeah. I miss her. I've had clients that their relatives have gone out with the Red Bulls. Yeah, and that's quite. The stories are amazing. It's incredible so. what their sacrifice is. I mean, I have all the as Veterans Day approaches. I have all the respect in the world for people who serve. My dad was an active duty lieutenant commander in the Navy. Obviously, my son is a Red Bull. He was actually on that deployment or on that wow. training mission, and so I have all the respect in the world for for what they cool. do and what they sacrifice. It's cool that your son's doing that. Yeah, yeah. Now that you've written a book about um, a military guy, with all the people that you know, probably through uh, covering so many years of military activity, are is this going to be something you're going to continue doing? Do you know more people? Yeah, I, so I'm working on a second book right now. It's also got a Minnesota connection. It's about a pilot from Vietnam whose name is David Herdlicka. He was shot down at the beginning of the Vietnam War over Laos, you know, where we weren't supposed to be, um, uh, on May 18th, 1965, and never... Never came back. And there were photos of him on the ground after the shoot-down. There there's, I have NSA documents that suggest he was alive into the 1980s. Wow. Right? But never came home, and his wife has never given up uh, hope of trying to bring him home and find out what happened to him. So, so you think he's a prisoner? At this point, he'd be, he was born in 31, so he'd be 80, what, 86? Yeah. You know, he's probably not alive at this point, but... Uh, he definitely probably survived. I have an, a document from 1989 saying he was being still being held, and they wanted wow. to do an exchange for him. But it, it, I thought a lot of the Vietnam War stuff was conspiracy theory stuff, and the more I've investigated, the more documents I've gotten from the government, etc., there was no question in my mind that there were POWs alive in the 1980s in both Laos and, and Vietnam that wow. just didn't come home. They didn't want to come back? Or oh, I think they, they did want to come back. Wow. It's just they weren't released. The number of, I think it was 1973 was when the POWs were released. But yeah. the number that we had, the government had calculated were going to come home and, and their intelligence suggested were in custody and the number that actually came home were not were not the same. Yeah. yeah. My so mom had one of those bracelets. You know the oh, guy. Yes. Yeah, and she saw those. the guy yeah. actually get off the plane oh, that she really? had the bracelet for. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so. So uh, I, it's hard to believe that there could be POWs still out there that we don't know about, or you know, 
for for as long as that without some sort of government exchange? What? I think there's such an effort, you know, in 73 when the POWs came home, there was a real effort to say by the Nixon administration, that's it, they're all home, that's, there's no more, et cetera, we've negotiated it. But uh, I talked with a congressman who actually went to Laos in the, in the early 80s to try to negotiate uh, uh, POWs who were still being held to come home. So the government just turned their backs on them. Absolutely. That's horrible. I have no question that, that our government turned our backs on POWs after the Vietnam War. And, and, and before I started this, before I investigated I would have just said that's crazy conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, because you I'm, can't believe that we would treat any no, military member No, of course not. Like we that. don't do yeah. it now. We, we would do anything to bring home. I mean, mm. even Bo Bergdahl, people villainized him, but, but we, we traded a lot to get him back. We wouldn't leave anyone behind. Mm. Mr. Bryant with, doesn't with agree. Do the, with Mr. Bryant. <laughs> I'm not so sure that we take good care of them after, you know. Well, I'll, I'll leave that up for conjecture. But but we don't seem to leave anyone behind now. But I think that's a lesson learned from the Vietnam War, which is unfortunate. Well, thankfully, you don't have something going on right now where we'd leave a lot of people. Right. You know? Well, so we're still we are still in Afghanistan. We definitely we're there, but yeah. we don't have the same. It's yeah. So yeah, we have a caller. Uh, it's Carl, but I think maybe Carl might want to call back because oh, Dad is not here. Oh, yeah. yes. It's a happy <laughs> birthday, Carl. Oh. Hi, Carl. Uh, could say it to Doug. Hello. Could Hi, say it Carl. To Mommy's not in there. No. no, he's homesick, faking it like usual. Wow. Yeah, that's too bad. But it was Doug well, Sprinthal's I'll... birthday last Friday, right. if you'd like to <laughs> take happy care of it. Happy birthday, Doug. Happy birthday to Tuesday. you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday, dear Dougie. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Carl, did you hear we were, we were talking about your rotten nephew on the morning show the other day? I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, yeah, of course it did, and uh, that's awful nice. I don't think he's got the guts to be the president, though, so what? I don't know. He was, Jimmy was the only politician we could think of that everybody likes. Oh. So we were going to start running Jimmy Francis for 2020. <laughs> okay, I like it. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, did they I didn't tell you because I didn't call, but, uh, you know, the nurse come up to the... Uh, uh, room and saw Al, uh, and he had his manhood out, oh. and uh, he was putting he was putting black shoe polish on him. And the nurse the nurse said, "No, no, Al, you heard it wrong." He said, "Turn the clocks back." Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> That joke is only good once a year. So uh, I think it's, a, it's in the Old Testament, isn't it, Carl? That's, that might have been the first time I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Jesus. Well, well I'll make sure yeah. and tell Tom that you said you would have sang to him if yeah. he had been here. If I had to guess, I would say he might be here Monday. I think he'll be in tomorrow. He doesn't you ever take so? more than a day off. Oh, all no, right. No matter how sick he is. And if he did get it from my kids, you, it gets better every day. So if he feels <laughs> really bad today, yeah. then tomorrow yeah. he'll feel a little better. It's usually better. the first three days of a cold. You feel like yeah. garbage. Kids, bad. I don't know. Your the kids, kids are better. so beautiful. My your, kids, your are, kids are so beautiful thanks. that uh, it doesn't matter if he gets sick. Either, exactly. He don't care. Exactly. <laughs> no. No, they don't care at all. <laughs> well, good to talk to you, Carl. Well, Thanks a yeah. lot. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Good show. Thank Toodaloo. you. Toodaloo. <laughs> and Toodaloo. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right no. back. 
Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android Store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? And X-Check, I'm going to get it today. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about X-Check. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you. We've been to, into organ music a little bit mm-hmm. lately. See, I had the album right. I thought you were going to play Brothers in Arms, though. I couldn't find it. Oh, I get it's it. It's on that record. Is it on this yeah. one? Oh, okay, because I thought this was just like, oh, it is the... Okay. Well, well, now Google's going off. To the Tom Bernard (laughs) Show. (laughs) It's funny when I need Google to say, you know, when I need Google for something, she won't respond, and I don't even say the word Google, and she comes up. Mm. All technology sucks. There, that was Tom Bernard. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 Tom sucks. Gotta say it lower. (laughs) (laughs) Doug Sprinthal's peeing over here. That's what that sound (laughs) is. He's just Locking decided the sound that of the he could do what he wants when he convenient wants. Convenient to have that in studio. <laughs> I had a birthday recently, did they tell you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so now you get to do whatever you want if you get right. to that age? I'm, in my, seven, I'm in my seventh <laughs> decade <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be one of those a-holes at McDonald's going slamming a quarter into the counter going senior coffee. You're going to get a McRib? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh Dave's already had some. Yeah. What yeah. is with you, people, in this food? I sent him a like... drive-in picture yesterday from the drive-in window <laughs> saying I feel kind of pathetic. <laughs> Did you get the McRib? Of course. I love it. I, love, I just love that it's the whole thing's meat, but it's shaped like there's bones. I know. Yeah. Right. It's so weird. a McRib. Like, I, I didn't get two of them. I right. don't know if I've ever so. had a McRib. Oh, I have. Well, I good. haven't, but I've obviously. I've, I've had enough for you. Is it real? Yeah, it is. Who knows? It's poor. 
pork. It's a meat-like real. product. It's, a, <laughs> it's pressed pork. It is, it's yeah. pressed pork shaped like a rib. Mechanically yeah. separated. It looks like a rack of ribs, but they're, the bones are actually meat as well. It's yeah. a brilliant yeah. creation. Okay. <laughs> so you don't have to have that messy, you know, time-consuming. Yeah, you just eat the whole thing. Well, on The Simpsons, they did a... Krusty Burger had a McRib, obviously. The, you know, Krusty Rib Witch, that's it. Krusty Rib Witch. They made it by... Oh, you, you put a cow in a crucible and melt it down. Oh, and then you just pour the resulting liquid into a mold shaped like the ribs. See, I thought it would have been hand-painted Spam. Yeah. I it just, probably I, is very similar. I, I, how many years have The Simpsons been on? I mean, I think it's, it's forever. I think it's 30. 30. Coming up yeah. on 30, is yeah. Be and every once in a while, I don't watch them, and then I get back up on the DVR and then every once in a while I can't sleep mm-hmm. or something so I watch an episode and I still laugh I like know. I don't know how they keep it uh, going December 17th is going to be 29 years it's amazing to me Jeez. I know and that's why <laughs> I don't know life without Simpsons I don't know if I they know. ever go off the air I, I literally well I was love, three when they started so I'd love to hang out and watch those guys write and, and gals or the people that write The Onion I think they're just they're oh yeah just oh yeah a, they had a great headline yesterday. It was a despondent Jeff Sessions attempts to commit suicide by smoking a joint. <laughs> my, my favorite all-time onion. I, I was sitting at a punch pizza in Minneapolis, and I looked out back when they were like the newspapers, mm-hmm. you know. And I looked out, and I and I read it. I just started. I was alone, and I la- started laughing my head off in the restaurant. It's God mulling retirement. <laughs> I've done all I can. (laughs) Maybe he did. That's why we're in the situation. Maybe they had a scoop there. (laughs) Exactly. It's crazy. So your book is available everywhere. Bill Lund is in studio. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Amazon. It's on uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Um, we, you know, if, if you email me at blun34 at gmail.com, I'll actually send you a signed copy. So, however people want to get it, we can I'll probably go. put that on our social yeah, media. Yeah, I'll post yeah. a link. Sign that up Thank there. You. Then. Absolutely. Let's get her going. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, we brought a few copies in today. Absolutely. Um, and your next book is going to be coming out when? Uh, I don't know. I'm about halfway done writing it, so oh, okay. hopefully uh, maybe in the next year. Maybe probably in 2019, yeah. Okay. So uh, wonderful publishers right here in Minneapolis. They're called Wise Inc., and they're just incredible people who... Cool. I've been with some Chromie publishers, and I actually moved it over to Wise Inc. and brought it home to Minneapolis here, and they just did a remarkable job. So Tom keeps that. threatening to write a book. <laughs> Tell-all yeah. book. I'm like, do it! <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. I'd love Except to Except he's that. not a writer, he's a talker. Although right. what well, has he, he told? A... Hmm? Is there things he hasn't told? Not really. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. there are a few but things. There's such a there good history. Stuff. There are things that would damage his life if they... <laughs> okay. That's why maybe he needs to retire before he puts that yeah. 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 He can do know. an audio book. He, he can, can just, just do Dragon Dictation or whatever. I was going to say, yeah, he could just dictate. He'd, he'd he do just... well with that. He'd just talk to the computer and then... Yeah. Send it over to yeah, an editor and they yeah. clean it up. That's well, what every do. other word Naked would be. Ice skater, except, party, party yeah. <laughs> except for he'd have to use a computer. <laughs> you can hire and turn on the buttons. To, yeah, hire a transcriptionist. Yeah, People I, do that. Yep. Yeah, Louis Anderson kind of, he set me up with whoever his ghostwriter, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he, I don't think Louis does any of the actual writing writing. He just tells the stories to yeah. the person, and then they yeah, kind of put it exactly. together. That's a lot what of those big did. military books, like Chris Kyle. Obviously, Chris Kyle didn't sit down and write a book. He yeah. had ghostwriters. Sure. And sure. Marcus Luttrell, who wrote mm-hmm. Lone Survivor, same thing. Charles so. Barkley had the greatest ghostwriter of all. Oh, yeah, he was misquoted in his own <laughs> <laughs> 
should probably read the book before you open. He also had one of the greatest political, yeah, on election day, his mom told him, don't vote for Bush, he's for the rich. And he said, that's okay, mom, I am rich. <laughs> well, he is. Well, that's yep. a good one. Or at least he was. I don't know how he's doing these days. I think Charles is just fine. I think yeah, Charles I think is, he's, he's yeah. a brand. Charles is fine. <laughs> All right, so I suppose I have. I'm, this is where a co-host would find something else to talk about. Well, there was a mass shooting again. Uh, oh, in, I, in yeah, California. I saw that a couple one? of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the shooter's dead. And it was a country western bar. Yeah, twelve yeah. people in Oaks, California. California. Well, I think the last. And nobody I shot said. back. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's California. It's California. Right. Doesn't, I mean, yeah. okay, so do, uh, does anybody know if California has different gun laws since they're so Much more restrictive, yes. yeah. 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 So this is still happening, and did he use that weapon? That no, they it was all... a forty-five caliber semi-automatic handgun. I had a story brought up here. Officers arrived on the scene two to three minutes later and shot him dead, so mm-hmm. hey. One, one of the officers arriving was killed, though. Yeah. yeah. First guy. Oh, yeah. 11 yeah. people yeah. are dead? I, was, yeah, I think it might be... I had heard as high as 13, but... There were 12 people died. One of the officers was shot, but I think he lived. No, well, they were definitely saying they one was dead They were saying one was dead this yeah. morning, yes. Um, doctor, doctor, Sergeant Ron Hellis, Helis, that says he was shot, but it didn't say he died. Yeah, they, well, the reports late this morning were that he had died. So, so what time did this happen? It must have been last late last yeah. night. Like yeah, around California. 11.20. The guy apparently oh, yeah. threw like a smoke grenade in. He was did die. So. And then like the place smoked up and then he started opening fire. What is I, up yeah, I don't with know. this? It's unbelievable. Did, did, the, did the shooter, did they say anything about if he had any motivation that anybody knew of? Let me guess, dad wasn't around. He's dead, so they well, just yeah, they, they, they got to investigate that. But All they're yeah. saying that he was uh, 20... His, they have his name on here, and then a 28-year-old former Marine. Dead 28 years oh. old. Wow. So I don't know if it's kind of PTSD like, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mental health, obviously. Oh, God, that's just so, heartbreaking. Yeah. I know they. I wish they would take better care of mental health with veterans. With yeah. everybody. Yeah. 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 But like, especially vet. I mean, they cut the. You know, they do their tour, then they come home, and then they're just thrown into society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't do that. I mean, my sister works at the uh, vet <clears throat> hospital here in Minneapolis, and she said she's probably, since she started working there, they've had about five or six suicides. Yeah. Oh, Their suicide rate is incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Veteran suicide rates. Some, it's high. It's some insane amount, okay. like they, no. how often. Well, I mean, their organization's 23 to zero. I think 23... A day, yep, mm-hmm. nationwide. Yeah. I mean, it fa- now, it's is fluctuates. Mostly Afghanistan people. It's, it's, it seems like no, it's any vet. Like I a mean, higher any amount. Vet. Okay. 1999 to 2010, they found 22 veterans killed themselves every day yeah. or one every hour. And it's been as high as 29. Oh. It's been as high as 29 and down to 20. But you know, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a t- terrible tragedy. I mean, you're yeah. exactly right. They go serve. They're part of a, a brotherhood where they're serving, and, and they're women. And they're young. Is, they're usually so young. They're young as yeah. well, and they come home, and, and like you said, they don't they don't know how to fit in. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they've been used to doing things a certain way, and then they kind of try to figure out. But they're you know I've I read a, actually, I, and I'm going to plug something in a second here, but I read a report, and there are a variety of reasons for their. For their, for their suicides. I'm actually involved with a nonprofit now, almost full time, called Pain Free Patriots. And what we do is we help any veteran for free 
with uh, any chronic pain issue, back pain, neck pain, leg pain, oh. migraine, headaches, you name it, any pain issue. There are three area clinics here in the Twin Cities. They can come in, get assessed, get all of their care for free. And it's a pretty intensive program. It's eight to 12 weeks. It is twice a week. And um, again, it's called Pain-Free Patriots. If you're a veteran listening right now, you can go to our website. It's www.painfreepatriots.org, or there's actually a hotline where you can leave your name and number. We'll get you set up for an appointment. It's 952-746-3174. If you care about veterans, especially ahead of Veterans Day, you can go and make a donation. It costs about three dollars to $5,000 per veteran to put them through that program. That's even at a reduced rate. But Okay, now I'm uh, wondering. Okay, so there's the Veterans Administration. Right. That, aren't they helpful? with mental health issues? They, they are, but the, that's the VA hospital. So that's the federal government taking yeah. care of our veterans, right? right? There's a VA hospital right here in Minneapolis, sure. and they do a great job. And I know a lot of veterans who've been through there, and and they they do a remarkable job. But with the VA, as has been widely reported, it takes sometimes it takes a long time to get an appointment. Yeah, my brother's a veteran, and he he needed a knee replacement, and I think he waited a year and a half. And it, and you can be denied. So if you're oh. if you're say your your injury didn't occur while you were uh, serving, you might not be covered. And then they give you a degree of of disability. You might be 30% disabled, 40% disabled, and they assess that at the VA. Oh, so and it's like regular insurance. Exactly right. And the, and the vets have to jump through a lot of hoops in order like to get Like regular the, insurance, which for, is a nightmare for everybody. Pain-free patriots, you're a Vietnam vet, and you, you, you popped your back while playing basketball with your grandkids last week. <clears throat> doesn't matter. You can come in, and we'll take care of you regardless where of how you, it happens. Where do you get your funding? Uh, we raise it. We have a gala every uh, every summer where we raise money. We engage with a lot of people. Actually, I'm, I write the grants for them. So I just wrote a grant with uh, um, with the state government to try to get some money and a variety of other military foundations that give out money. So we get it from her. We have some private donors and things like that who fund us as well. So well, it sounds like a great organization. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody especially, needs as much help as they can get, especially with health care. Well, especially with chronic pain, too. If you have an injury or whatever, that can make you depressed and, you know, dealing We've got with a that. clinic you might want Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. You know, yeah. we, we actually, in looking at the research on veteran suicide, uh, chronic pain, inescapable pain, was one of the top ten reasons for veteran yeah. suicide. Yeah, because so. well, yeah, I deal with chronic pain with my illnesses, and I know how it wears on me i can't imagine uh somebody had an injury like even if it wasn't um combat related but and then to deal with that on top of trying to fit in society and you know dealing with ptsd and all that i can't imagine all that in one deal trying to cope with that on a day-to-day basis and try and get through a day sure so yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a fabulous program that you have. And it's like a no questions asked, we'll take care of yeah, you. Yeah, all you need is your DD-214, which is just your papers saying that you served. That's it. That's yeah, all we so ask you for. Yeah, know. That's yep. awesome. Yep. That is really great. I don't know why there isn't more help. Yeah. I just don't understand. Now, something like that, would you branch out into mental health to help? It's just not what we're set up to do. Okay. Um, so I know there are resources where veterans can get mental health mm-hmm. so uh just not what we're, we're just we're just totally focused on the body and healing body. we do migraines we we have a protocol for migraines as well but we're just fi- any sort of chronic pain head even feet stuff we uh we can create special um uh, orthotics? orthotics exactly okay. thank you <laughs> orthotics um for veterans with feet in fact my son is going through the program he's got back pain and fo- 22 years old he's an infantry soldier so he carries 80 pounds around yeah. but he's got back and feet pain so he's actually in going through the program and is having success 
this, um, you know, kind of dealing with his pain. Is, so. that a lot, is it a lot of the physical therapy as well as medication? Or it's no, oh, that's another great point. No, no meds, no narcotics, no opioids, no drugs. Oh, that's yeah, great. It's, it's targeted. There's some technologies that we have and that we've actually developed that target specific sources of pain using the body's ability to heal. So oh. there's no drugs, and a lot of times. Uh, I've talked to veterans who they've taken opioids, they've taken drugs, and they're sick of it. They don't want to deal with their pain that way anymore because when they take it, they feel fine, they feel great. But when they stop taking the uh, the meds, the pain comes back. And there's it also doesn't the really... addiction aspects. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So we don't use any drugs, no narcotics, anything like that. It's all just targeted pain treatment to the source of the pain. I was at a... Dr. Merman's clinic with mm -hmm. Tom the other day. He wanted me to go and meet him. He's so impressed with him. He just loves that guy. <laughs> call him the pot doctor. He said it was okay to call him the pot doctor. Yeah. He's he's an actual internist, yeah. but he's also into homeopathy and and he you know it's like if people need pain relief, yeah. uh, medical marijuana is really your best thing because it's it's not addictive and it doesn't cause all this long term prob uh, problems with your digestive system and everything. And he, he just, like, hey, I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> Where did I go? Well, Where was I? Why don't we take a You were a visiting quick break. the pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you didn't dabble into those? Oh, maybe, maybe Tom, Tom, his vape is getting in my system. <laughs> I had a really good reason for bringing him up. Well, we can Oh, he said. He was Time very for quickly. Break. I know. He said, he said that more people have died of opioids now than in the Vietnam War. I believe wow. it. Wow. Yeah. That is, was shocking God, to me. It's an epidemic. Shocking. That's a national epidemic. And now we'll take a break. <laughs> Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, yeah, that was quite tough. That was quite tough. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show without Tom Bernard, <laughs> as usual. We're having a party. <laughs> so he oh, should. Got a balloon. Oh, speaking of ribs, Ruth Bader Ginsburg broke yeah, three ribs. Yeah, she broke three. Yeah. <laughs> um, we go from the mimic wow. rib to breaking so, rib. Tom texted what me at happened? 3.40 this morning, and then he got sick later on? or 
So. He probably was just up. He, he said he got up at 1 o'clock in the morning and felt terri- terrible. Oh. And then was up all night long. Huh. Well, he had a freaking cold press with heavy cream at 7 p.m. Yeah, he did. I knew oh, that was that a gigantic mistake. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's celebrating his birthday. It's as it's getting wild. hard as he it's can party. It's cold press. Speaking of which, where did you get those cupcakes? Sarah what? and I took They're one good. and we split it, and we both came down with diabetes about ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, Barley's, those Barley's cupcake. I know. I wanted the smaller ones because those are just like too much. Those it were gigantic cupcakes. Doesn't but. beat mine that I had. Oh, your gluten-free, <laughs> gluten-free cupcakes. Yeah, well, it looked like it looked like a Twinkie. Well, it didn't well. It was supposed <laughs> to look. No, a ho ho. What's the chocolatey one? Oh, I thought she her, she's gluten-free, gluten-free now yeah. with her. ho Yeah. Well, yeah, but it. Caddyshack turd in the pool. It was delicious. It's no big deal. Well, I'm glad it was good because it looked bad. Yeah, it didn't look bad. You're pretty clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, I don't even want to give this to her. It's embarrassing. Well, I'll eat anything well, as long as it doesn't apparently. have gluten in it. I was gonna say, as long as it's gluten free. Yeah. Yeah, that whole oh gluten free thing is really a tough. It is life. hard to find. Good food. I, it's I like, easier now than it's ever been, and it's still... Yeah, yeah but you know, remember when we went over to our friend's house and she thought you were gluten-free, and she bought you some gluten-free yeah, bread? gluten-free. And, she's, oh. and yeah. she's, like, holding it up, and as she's holding it up, it's, it's just... Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. what do you even do with this? Yeah. I don't even understand what you yeah. do with And I was like, <laughs> I need, I'm not gluten-free. She's like, you were? And I'm like, She bought no. all this gluten-free stuff. Never. I don't know where Like, I'm a vegetarian. From. I'm not gluten-free. I'm a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> That would, have been, that would have been really funny. What? You got the protected class. Right? Yeah. Close. Well, when when I went to the pot doctor, she the pot told doctor. the pot doctor she told me I should be on a gluten free diet. So I've been doing that. Plus, I've been doing the CBD oil and THC, and it's helped me tremendously. So it's all legal. She's and got. She's the... been very talkative on the pot. Takes podcast. Her four yeah. and a half hours to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get out of the house? Whoa. 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 I know. What do you again, take man? CBD for? Uh, my inflammation okay. for my Crohn's disease and yeah. my rheumatoid arthritis. So it actually has helped. I actually have better range in my joints now. Like before, I couldn't even like move my toes at all. They would just stick out like this, and <laughs> it looked weird. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's helped me tremendously. I, I highly, write, I've been very vocal about it yes. on social media. Well, and people need to understand there are CBD and hemp oils there are... that have nothing to do with THC that you can actually buy over the counter. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody that's got CBD oil, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, all high. Well, that would explain it because I drank about a quart of it the other day and I just... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My toes were different. <laughs> but really no other effects. You're just working yeah. stick today, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> it, it's the, been yeah, a long day. Yeah. The, uh, the CBD oil that has THC is something you have to get from a yeah. dispensary. Yeah. But I think yeah, you can order CBD got oil online. They sell it at yeah. co It nothing to do it's, with THC. No. Which the, yeah. the place you go to to get this stuff, that's really cool. 
I mm-hmm. went there with a client. It was amazing. Just the different options they got and all the ways. It was really cool. Yeah, it's like a there. vending machine? No, no, no. You meet with he, these guys that talk no. to you, and they go through you know, what you're feeling, and then they have this whole chart in different colors. It's pretty neat. Does it, do you have to get a prescription from your doctor yes. first yes. to go yes. there? Yes. Yes. But you have, and you have to get a permit from the state of Minnesota that costs right. up to, I think it's $200, mm-hmm. which is pretty expensive, yeah. um, to just to get inside the dispensary. But the joy that it brings. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was interesting is Dr. Merman said because I, I when I talked to Tom or when I was in there with Tom I asked him about CBD oil for mm-hmm. you know inflammation and stuff and he said he the doctors really are not trained at all in telling you about the products he said the dispensary yes is they're the ones where you get the information so your yeah. doctor isn't going to be able to say yeah whether you should vape or eat a gummy or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you you do all that at the dispensary yeah they go through all the products when they they have your medical history to find out why you're in if it's chronic pain or ptsd or inflammation issues and in minnesota we've got like the narrowest definition of who can i think this is going to change pretty quickly walls came out and he said that he's in favor of recreational use of marijuana and try to get legislation that's one yeah that's one thing i publicly want to come out and start um not really campaigning but uh make awareness now like i just went on a cruise and i had just started on my cbd oil and my um thc treatment oh about a week and a half prior I couldn't bring my meds with nope. me. Yeah. No. So I had to go five days without it. By the time I got back, I was in excruciating pain you could again. Tell it was a big difference. Yes. Wow. like So it was like I had to start over again. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand, like, if I'm going to the airport with a suitcase full of pot, I but can you, understand yeah, them saying if you no. Got a per, if you have a prescription. If you have well, a prescription... Yeah. You should be able to fly with federal your law. Because it's still against the law, federal law, which is that's so why exactly that's insane. That's why they're using cash. That's why they're still using cash. Mm-hmm. And there's still big questions about what's legal and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. And so until they get that fixed up nationally, there's always going to be questions about it. Exactly, because yeah. they consider airspace <clears throat> federal well, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. You know, airspace, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't really. I, there's a question whether you can even go on VA's uh, property either. Yeah. Because of it, that's federal. Property. Also, if you get a speeding ticket on the VA, you have to go to federal court, mm-hmm. which oh, really? is not a good place to go. So don't speed there. Don't speed at the VA. No. What's well, a parking lot? You do right? speed <laughs> out of the VA. Yeah, so. And a roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know a guy that used to um, grow um, marijuana plants, and he he could sell them mm-hmm. to the dispensary. Mm-hmm. Where they soak them in the oils and mm-hmm. do all the stuff, I guess there. It's all very regulated and all this stuff. And he said that you, you couldn't take money, for the, plants. Yeah. You bring them and you'd get credits, huh. which turn into money. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Is this in the state of Minnesota? That was Michigan. Michigan. I was, was going to say that can't yeah. be legal yeah. here. No, <laughs> state of Michigan. I guess for it's been okay to have X amount of plants for. A, a long time, I guess, which I was surprised by. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Because you yeah. need your tax stamps in Minnesota. So if you get busted, you're better off if you have tax stamps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's sad because, like, if I were to drive to Iowa and Iowa is not legalized, you know, even mm-hmm. for medical reasons, um, could, I could, could get arrested. Them. Well, not really. I think it's like a – I think they kind of – they're more um, – Lacks on the laws and they just nope. fine you. Serious, serious. It's called yeah, a serious a misdemeanor if you're caught with pot. Is in that an Iowa. arrestable offense? In okay. Your car. Yeah. Okay. I Would wasn't it matter sure if it was a pot or a, uh, a medical product. 
I don't know. I wouldn't question them down there. Yeah. It's still goofy, and especially if you're in a little a little area of Iowa that's you know not as not as uh, not like one of the cities. Mm-hmm. As fancy as Des Moines. Yeah, as fancy as, yeah. <laughs> Which is the whole point. Why the hell would you want to go there anyway? Yeah. <laughs> I've always been curious about the bar scene in Bettendorf. Dubuque sounds nice. Well, it, it is interesting because Tom, Tom never wanted to. You know, he n- never thought of you know how much he wanted to use cannabis products. I mean, he really never smoked it or, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. into it. And, you know, <laughs> no, you seriously. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't. And um, it's his sleeping problems and his anxiety problems. And he would try to take all these pharmaceuticals and they would all have some sort of horrible side, side effects, side effect, yeah. headaches or, you know, even more agitation. And just uh, so he's trying all these, you know, these things that he can get. And he does feel a lot better. So how quickly did he stop the Wellbutrin after the discussion the other day? <laughs> well, unless he lied, which is possible. Um, he just switched it off after talking to Andy about that and finding out that they can be a stimulant. Mm-hmm. He started taking one well, in the morning. It can be a stimulant. It is. Well, you know what, stuff. though? On the label, it says can cause drowsiness. That's the first thing on the, you know. They put that on literally any, everything. With anything, it's, you know, to you, you could take it and Fall asleep. I could take it and be yeah. super wired like, for four yeah, hours. Ritalin, yeah, like Ritalin's that way. Yeah, I know like Ritalin, yeah. like if you have ADHD, Ritalin will help you. But yep. if you don't, it'll it'll mess with you. Yeah, like right. Benadryl. Yeah. If I but, take Benadryl, yeah. I'm like she gets yeah racing heartbeat from <laughs> yeah. it. Like, but he most didn't talk take to a doctor like, before he quit. He just he didn't quit. He just oh. switched around. He said, well, he said he didn't quit. I said yeah. you can't you can't go on and off those meds mm. that yeah. mess with your serotonin. Mm. You just you're not supposed to. You can get really messed up. Yes. You get sick and don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Tom? Yeah. Why that's are you what, really sick today? Like I just can't. Doug, you said you were on Wellbutrin? Yeah, I took that. Years ago, they thought that was a, they found out Smoke. that that was a way to cure people from smoking. And I, I had to quit smoking 35 times before it finally took. And I couldn't take that stuff. I'd have the wildest. What is it? It's, it's an, an antidepressant. An antidepressant. But yeah, when, okay. when they were testing it, they noticed that 30% of the people that were on it that smoked quit smoking sort of just voluntarily it was yeah, a, mm. yeah i think it's labeled under shantrix or yeah something. they have a different shantrix. name that's a gambling one Marketing isn't shantrix a gambling one gambling where one. people are gambling when they're taking it oh yeah one of them in their sleep yeah. no they went they started gambling like crazy <laughs> oh, yeah. which is the one where you want to take a bath with your spouse in a separate tub come on honey let's take a bath outside separately you hold my hand yeah so weird clearly if it worked you'd be in the same tub yeah yeah although my favorite was the guy throwing the football through the, 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 the tire swing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was there a subliminal meaning there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if anybody didn't get it. <laughs> How many oh takes God. did that take, huh? So, oh, time s- for an appointment with Dr. No, Ralph. I took, so yeah, I took Wellbutrin and I didn't like it and it gave me a seizure, so I couldn't take it. Wow. Okay, well, a seizure? Sweet. We yeah. have to yeah. bring it in sometime and just practice. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, I took, well, I was, at the time I was getting married and I was not sleeping. I was stressed out, overworked and all this stuff. So my doctor put me on that plus another medication to help my headaches. 
And I was at the Burnsville Center going to order my wedding invitations, and I dropped right there in the tuxedo shop with a seizure. Paging Dr. Freud, Dr. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. Yeah. I, I, I went, uh, How sure were you that you wanted to get married? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm divorced from him now. Oh, so. <laughs> you, guys, you guys should see if you can get a sponsorship from the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're like the nightly uh, world news or something. <laughs> but yeah, I just, and I woke up in an ambulance. I was like, what's going on? and they were trying to give me oxygen i'm like get it away what's going i didn't know what was going on i was so out of it i've and you have haven't had one since no but i found out i had a seizure disorder that i didn't know about so be very careful if you take medication that high risk of seizure so would they let you drive yes because i was on medication for a year and then i got retested it still showed um a seizure disorder but it's basically um pharmaceutically induced so if i take any medication that have high risk of seizure then i shouldn't take it but i am also on gabapentin which is i don't know what do they call that andy for seizures like an anti anti seizure i think i know there's like technically uh, what it does is it uh reduces the action potential of your nerves yeah so So it just makes them less likely to fire yeah so Jeez. Mm-hmm. Like I know. Scotch. I have like the worst like health Pretty issues. Much. I take fish oil and vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And worry that you take too much. Open those blood vessels in your brain. I'm You're... a D and E man myself. Uh, <laughs> a D and E. Vitamin D and vitamin E yeah. in the wintertime, yeah. Everyone should take vitamin D3 in Minnesota in the winter. You're actually supposed yes. to start taking it as soon as the se- the day they yeah, let's get shorter. Yep, yeah. we're there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Get that for a always, while we've been there. Just always take it. Seasonal depression. Ugh, I hate it. Well, they think that that's one of the reasons why we have so much MS up north of the of the, equi- of the yeah north of line. a certain latitude. There's like mm-hmm. or south of a certain latitude. There's like almost no MS compared Below the Mason to the Mason-Dixon line. There's like no MS. Yeah. and like Scandinavia, there's a lot of MS. So it definitely has something to do with the climate. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Did not know that. Yeah, so you might want to That's hit up that vitamin D. Mm-hmm. D3. Yep. Got to get there any other one? Yeah, there's D2, which is from food, I think. Yeah. Oh, so D3 is what you get. And you have plenty of D2 already, no matter who you are. So. Good to know. Unless you eat gluten-free candy. Yeah. <laughs> D3 is actually shown to be as, if Unless not more effective, fighting the flu than the shot. Really? Mm. The flu shot? Yeah. It's 50% effective to fight the flu, and the shot at max is 50%. Hmm. How do you know all this? Because I read stuff. <laughs> <laughs> read it on the internet, huh? Yes, yeah, I looked it up on the internet. It was on a Facebook page. Yeah. Are those kids getting shots? My kids? Getting the flu shot? Never. No, any of the shots. No, any shot. Yeah, it, we'll get shots. Okay. Yeah, yeah immunizations. Okay. Why? Some people don't do that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was asking. We do delayed. Okay. Well, this new polio thing that's happening, that's not related to not getting the polio vaccination. No, it's a different kind of they don't do polio vaccine anymore, I don't think. It, it, this, I don't think it's polio. Think it's a polio-like. It's a polio-like. Yeah, like yeah. Symptoms are similar, yeah. 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 That's scary. And they don't know what There's, to do ooh, about this? We gotta, oh, goodness. Take an end okay, of well, the hypochondria hour. We have an extra yeah. ten, five, 15 <laughs> seconds on each one, so you should be covered. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, wait. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> Bye. Bye.